your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to what is it? Wednesday, Wednesday Lacrosse. I should do that every day, where I don't know the day. It's COVID. It's COVID day. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line if you want to get in here. Uh, getting getting uh, getting information right before the show is always fun. So we're like frantically trying to read stuff and and decipher stuff and decide on whether or not I want to try to even talk about it during the show. We'll see. I don't know if I can get there. I'm asking Brad to message me information so that I have it. And it kind of stems from what we talked about. I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and we talked about it with Jane Swiggum, who's running for state senate on Friday, the whole Dairyland Power and people going to work there from the government. A little bit more information on that. We'll see if I can get. We'll see if I can dive into that. But uh, speaking of running for state senate, Brad Paff's going to come on here in eight minutes. He's also running for state senate against Jane Swiggum. And we've got uh, we've got him for 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 15 minutes. So if you wanna you wanna ask any questions, shoot me a text right now, like so I can sort them out before Brad comes on. 608-785-7914 is the number. So a little bit a little bit of news, and I'm sure Brad will talk about it during the news. But the Lacrosse County Health Department canceled its public briefing today, and I was really kind of anticipating them having it so we could ask them about the re the uh the person that got the virus twice right their reinfection it's kind of a weird word the reinfection so, so three months apart apparently someone got COVID-19 and it's the first time it's happened in the county it doesn't happen often it has happened before it will happen again what movie is that from um but I was hoping to talk to Jen Rabalski about that her not being epidemiologist, but, you know, a health, county health professional, so she probably could have had some information. And since they canceled that meeting, I haven't been able to get a hold of anyone else in the expertise field to talk about that. So it's kind of hard to talk to, talk about it. But what the health county, the county health department did also do today was announce that they're killing off the COVID-19 compass. And they didn't really, they didn't really say a whole lot about it. They put out a statement. And it essentially says we're not updating the compass anymore. And I'm, I mean, I can read the statement. Pandemics require flexibility. Is what the statement starts out as. Yes. Okay. Well, we we would we 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 assume that since you know they're global things. The science and information about COVID nineteen evolves every day. Okay. As we receive this information, we need to flex to incorporate it and ensure the community is receiving the most up to date guidance. Healthcare and public health are collaborating to meet this ongoing need. Again, uh, this is the La Crosse County Health Department statement. After they had canceled their public briefing, they continue. The Cooley COVID-19 Compass has served as an important tool to assess risk in La Crosse and surrounding counties for the past several months. In collaboration with healthcare partners, a new community-based process will be shared Friday. The COVID-19 compass will no longer be updated, but we are heading in the right direction. Things are looking better, and we would not have been in the red this week. So for those of you that pay attention to the compass, they didn't update it, but they wouldn't be in the red, though it shows it's in the red. 
And they continue, our general recommendations for prevention of COVID-19 remain the same. And then you can, you know, I'm not going to talk about washing hands anymore. Man, I just hate it when, yes, continue to wash your hands. Okay, we got it. Social distance, wash your hands. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, no more COVID compass. Is anyone uh, upset about that? Confused about that? Were they using that, you know, quite a, quite often to kind of guide? I can tell you I wasn't using it, but I'm just going home after work, riding my bike and walking my dogs. I'm just outside. Like, I'm not really, I'm not really uh, worried about having to go to public places a whole lot because I don't do that. Not me, but the uh, the compass did. It was used for Buffalo, Crawford, Jackson, Lacrosse, Monroe, Trimple, Vernon counties, and you could just kind of go and if I go select Lacrosse right now, it shows that it's in red. Although we're not supposed to be in red anymore, I'd imagine that this is gonna. Some of the theories out there, the the comments too on the Lacrosse County Health Department page are a little ridiculous from from this statement. Um. But it, I imagine that it, maybe it has something to do with schools. Anyone have any theories out there? Or do we have to wait till Friday to uh, to kind of understand this? 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm going to have Brad do the news. He'll probably update you on this as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, 20, what was it? 24 cases of the virus reported today. That's the third highest ever in a single day in the county. So. On top of that, there's that news. Uh, Brad Paff going to join us when we come back. We'll be back after this. I wasn't. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM 608-785-7914. If you got a text me, you can do that. If you got a text Brad Paff, you could do you could do that there as well. And we'll see if I can if I can uh, manage to have a conversation with you, Brad, and and read text, which is not always the case. Uh, Brad Paff obviously running for the, maybe not obvious, but he is running for the 32nd District Senate seat that opened up by Jennifer Jennifer Schilling's departure. How is it going, Brad? It's going wonderful. Thank you, Rick, for the opportunity. I hope everything's going well. No, it's a a three-person race for the the Democratic uh, seat or nomination, I should say. And um, I don't know. If, if, do you guys do you guys talk at all? You, you the, the three of you. Do you ever? I know you. I, I know there's not. There hasn't been a debate. I don't think. But have you? Do you guys ever talk just ab- about you know uh, your plans or uh, how does that go? Well, uh, we do. We have the opportunity to uh, uh, talk to the same people. Uh, we've been uh, communicating with uh, similar constituents. Uh, about the issues, but no, I've never had the opportunity to uh, talk about this race with either of uh, either of my Democratic opponents. But and, and um, I know would, they're busy out campaigning, and as am I. Yeah, and that would be a weird thing, I suppose, unless you had a debate together, and then maybe you chat before or after. But uh, you talk through the media, essentially, and maybe through through other people. But I'm I'm sure they're listening when you're on stuff like this, and and vice versa. I had Jane Swigum on Friday. Um, biggest issue you see when when you, when you if you were elected to the Senate seat, what what do you think is the biggest the biggest thing you, that you would change or you would need to do or just along those lines? We got to combat this virus. If we're going to get this economy back up and running again, we're going to make sure we get our kids back in school. We're going to make sure that uh, we've all got jobs and uh, this this economy continues to stay strong. We've got to combat this virus. And uh, that's the most important thing. And uh, unfortunately, our legislature is uh, not leading. Um, they are not stepping forward and playing. They're playing politics rather than leading. And uh, what we need right now is we need leadership. 
We need certainty. We need to make sure that our business people can feel comfortable, that they can open their doors tomorrow and their, uh, in their, uh, their business shops, and our workers can feel comfortable uh, getting up and going to work. We need to make sure that our, ch- our school children can feel comfortable, that they're going to be able to go to school this fall. We need to work together to combat this virus. That's the most important thing that we can do. Now, let's think about it, Rick. Our parents and our grandparents and even our great-parents, great-great-grandparents, they came together during World War II and World War I, and they bought Liberty Bonds in order to make sure that they could defeat the enemy. Well, right now, we need to defeat this virus. And why aren't we coming together? Why has this become so politicized? I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't believe anyone else wants anyone to get sick. So let's come together to combat this until we get a vaccine and we can uh, and move forward. But we need to move forward together, and that's not happening. And by come together, Brad, you mean socially distance, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so when the, the mask order went down a couple of weeks ago, immediately it started, hey, what are Republicans in the legislature going to do? And then, you know, if you read some of the stories buried in there, is the Republican legislature hasn't c- c- called been called or called themselves into session since mid-April. So, and I don't know if that's because of the virus or because there's no work to be done or I don't I don't exactly know why, but that's a long time, especially when it seems like we need to be doing more work in government right now to help people than, than not meet at all. Well, it uh, sure is. I mean, uh, let me ask you, I mean, can you not come to work for 100 days and still get paid? Um, but that's what's happening right now in our state legislature. The legislature has spent nearly 100 days, or even over 100 days. It depends on if you look at the state senate or you look at the state assembly since they last convened. An awful lot has happened in this state. An awful lot has happened in this region in the last 100 days. But yet the legislature is not meeting. They're not leading. I mean, I think that uh, you and I and all our listeners recognize the fact that uh, you know our bosses and our employers uh, would never allow us not to come to work for 100 days and still expect to get a paycheck. Sometimes they don't even know I'm here, honestly. <laughs> uh, speaking with Brad Paff, he's running for the 32nd District seat. He's in a primary against Jane Swigum and Michael or Paul Michael Weber. Uh, that vote is obviously on Tuesday. Are people paying attention to the Senate race, or do you feel like you got to, hey, by the way, we need to vote on April 11th, and, 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 and th- this thing is important, for, especially for obviously for Wisconsinites? Yeah, I mean, you always have to remind the voters that uh, the election is on uh, August 11th. Uh, it is a primary, and so we're working hard. I'm working hard, and uh, I've got a lot of volunteers and friends that are working hard as well, trying to uh, remind their, their neighbors and their friends to uh, get out and vote on August 11th uh, for the state Senate. This race is important, and I'll tell you why this race is important. It's because this region of the state needs to make sure that it has uh, strong representation in the state capitol that can share the values of the people and the communities of this district. This is a large geographic area. It runs from north of Holman, the Black River, north of Holman, all the way to Prairie du Chien, the Wisconsin River. And then, of course, uh, the western border is the Mississippi River, and it goes east. It goes east into southern Monroe County, all the way to Hillsboro uh, in Vernon County. It is a large uh, geographic district. It's about 178,000 people uh, that live in this district. The city of La Crosse is the largest municipality, but we have countless uh, small towns and, uh, 
and uh, family farmers that uh, dot the countryside. And, uh, you know, it's important. It's important that they have representation uh, in the state Senate uh, that understands uh, their day-to-day life and what's happening uh, out here. And, um, you know, I am uh, excited about this opportunity, and uh, we're going to uh, give it our best shot. Brad, you said the most important thing if you were elected to the Senate and just to kind of combat the virus is the, do you have like specifics there? I mean, it's pretty easy to just say we need to combat it, and it's it's also easy to just say wear a mask and and stuff like that. But is there anything beyond that that the government should be doing uh, to to help people in the, in that regard? I think that, I, first of all, I'm not a scientist, uh, and I will never claim that I'm a scientist. But I do think that there's three simple things that all of us can do. Number one, wash our hands. Number two, socially distance. And number three, wear a mask. I just said, and Brad, I, before you came out, I just said, I want to hear social distance washing my hand talk anymore. <laughs> I get so sick of well, people telling me to wash my hands. I'm not 11 or four. I will, but I will say this, Rick, it is important for your health, it's important for your wealth, and it's important for your future. Is there, and, is there, th- uh, are there things like uh, Jane Swiggum came on and, and brought up a Medicaid expansion, uh, something that we should have, we should have taken a while ago. Um, you know, people are, people are coming down with the virus. They're getting hospitalized. People talk about death all the time, but hospitalization seems to be a big factor for me because I, I feel like a lot of people don't have health insurance. That's as, as great as, as others. And, and the idea of getting, you know, so, and, and maybe that doesn't affect everybody, but Medicaid expansion sounds like one of the things that, that maybe we should accept. Um, but that would be, you, you would have to work with the GOP there. So maybe, maybe broaden that. Is there, are there avenues you see, where you could work with the GOP, with the Republicans, to to uh, to to make some things happen. Oh, for sure. Uh, I believe it's important that we work together to fix our roads, to make sure that we've got broadband expansion, so people that live uh, in our city of Lacrosse as well as in our rural communities have 21st century communication. We need to make sure that our our school systems, that our ch- children have opportunities to compete and succeed in the future. Uh, not uh, all children, you know, not just Republican children or Democratic children, everybody. We need to make sure that we have a health care system that, you know, is affordable. We do our best to drive down uh, the prices. But at the same time, we want to have cutting-edge uh, health care technology like we have here in the lacrosse and in the Cooley region. Right. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot we can work together on, and I fully expect to uh, work in a bipartisan manner from the day I hit the ground in the state capitol. Brad, it's, it seems like broadband broadband expansion is something that we we could or should have do, been do, doing maybe the last five months uh, to get those children that are out in the rural areas that can't get broadband, you know, the internet because they might not be at school physically to to uh, to be taught. That's exactly right, and it's just again, it's an example of when the legislature doesn't meet and they're not. Uh, uh, bringing things forward, and they're not having conversations where they're working together. And uh, broadband is an economic development tool. It's a job creation tool. It's an education tool. It's a health care tool. It's a public safety tool. There is so much that's available there when it comes to broadband. I mean, it's a win-win-win for all of us. We have to do more. There needs partnerships that need to take place within the private sector as well as with the government, with the uh, state government, working with the federal government. A lot more can happen. But again, when you don't meet for 100 days, when you're not, and the legislature is not coming, going to work, doing its job, uh, we're not going to get there. And as a result, uh, we're not where we want to be. And uh, we need to be further along the road here of broadband. 
I think uh, in the state in this region. Brad, the argument when people when and I I've brought I brought that up too. Why aren't you guys meeting in session? The the argument is always, well, I'm back at home meeting with constituents. Uh, do you think that's true, or is that kind of a cop out to uh, just just not getting things done together? I think that we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Without a doubt, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can meet with your constituents and at the same time continue to put in a full-time job, making sure that the needs of your constituents are being heard and considered in the floor of the state Senate. Uh, that can be done. Uh, we, we have a number of ways to do that. Um, you know, both you and I have put in long shifts in our, uh, you know, our jobs, um, and uh, I think it's important that our legislature does the same thing. Um, is it going to be hard for you to work with Republicans, considering uh, what you, what they did uh, as as you were, you know, the acting egg secretary, essentially? I don't believe so. I it won't be if it's if it was hard, it won't be coming from me. Uh, I I offer a hand. Um, I am running for the state senate because this is my home. I absolutely love this area. This is where my family first settled when they came to this country in the 1800s. This is where my wife and I have raised our two children. I want to, I want to make sure that this area remains one of the uh, uh, strongest and uh, economically strong and one of the most beautiful parts of uh, the state of Wisconsin. And I'm going to do everything I can in the state legislature, and I will work with anybody, Republicans and Democrats and independents, to make sure that we get uh, – uh, our ideas and our priorities are being heard and being considered. And so uh, there will be no problems uh, from me. Um, it is important. One thing I learned a long time ago, and this comes from the farm, is that, you know, you know, sometimes it rains, sometimes it doesn't rain. Sometimes your crops are good, and sometimes, you know, you don't have the best, most bountiful harvest. But you still have to get up the next day, and you got to do your job. And that's the way I look at this here. Uh, we had an opportunity to do an awful lot at the State Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. But you know what? we got new opportunities now, and I look forward to that. And, uh, you know, I encourage people to get out and vote on Tuesday, August 11th, uh, because, uh, you know, I guarantee you I will work very hard to make sure that everyone that's on this radio uh, program right now that's listening, they get a fair shot at a good job. I will do everything I can to make sure their kids have an opportunity to learn and to grow. I will do everything I can to make sure that our communities stay healthy and they stay strong. That's why I'm running for the state Senate. Uh, speaking with Brad Path, uh, 32nd District State Senate uh, nominee in the uh, Democratic primary, which is Tuesday. One one last question, Brad. Uh, obviously, um, in the middle of a pandemic, George Floyd is, is murdered by Minneapolis police, and that's you know sprouted all kinds of protests uh, about black you know Black Lives Matter protests, equality rights movement protests. Uh, the, the trouble with with certain policing actions. Um, where do you stand there, and, and do you do you see yourself doing anything in the Senate to to kind of to to help in that regard? Well, I think it's important. First of all, I do want to help, and I think it's extremely important that um, you know that we all take a deep breath and we listen and we learn. And what happened uh, up in Minneapolis? What happened in Ferguson? And uh, quite frankly, what's happened in too many places in this country uh, is wrong. And that has to stop. Um, and I, I will make sure that, uh, you know, as a state senator, that I listen and I learn. And I, I, I'm surrounding myself with a, a number of different uh, individuals that I'm learning from uh, every single day. Uh, I want to make sure that, you know, uh, our police officers feel that they can continue to uh, do their job. But the thing is, is that I also want to make sure that, 
you know, we've got assistance when it comes to social workers, when it's mental health counselors. Uh, there's uh, opportunities for job training and job retraining programs. I think all of that is extremely important. And um, I think that, uh, you know, as a state legislator, that we need to uh, make sure that uh, we bring tools to the table here. I think what we've experienced over the last few years is that uh, not just police departments, but city governments and community and uh, local governments have seen a reduction in uh, shared revenue uh, payments that have come from our state. And, um, you know, I think that uh, we, re- we realize the fact that, uh, you know, we can do better. And I'll, I'll work to do everything I can uh, to make sure that, um, you know, that uh, we have, uh, you know, racial justice uh, in, in this state, in, in this uh, region. At the same time, I'm going to uh, work hard to make sure that we keep our community safe and strong. And uh, I did get a text here. They, they, I got a text here that says you're going to help reduce taxes, right, of course? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, first of all, I think that it's important that we look at our, our tax code. I mean, let's all recognize the fact that, uh, you know, we need to make sure that, that our tax dollars is going back to help the people and the businesses here uh, in, in the state to pay the taxes. I mean, what we've seen over the last few years is we've seen a, a very large state taxpayer giveaway for a foreign company to come into southeastern Wisconsin, and uh, I sure hope that they can create the jobs that they've promised. Uh, but I, I can tell you that I'm going to work hard to make sure that the communities like Gaze Mills and Prairie du Chien, Soldiers Grove and La Crosse and Westby and Holman and Onalaska and West Salem, that, that we can help these businesses grow. We can make sure that we've got the job training program so our workers can get these new jobs that we're going to create here in this area. Um, I think that our economic development policy in this state, that we have tremendous opportunities. And, um, you know, so I want everyone to recognize the fact that, uh, you know, we do not need uh, to talk about uh, additional tax dollars. We just need to make sure we prioritize uh, Wisconsin paid tax dollars to make sure that we uh, we put it uh, we invest it in our people here. All right, Brad Path running for 32nd Senate District here in the La Crosse area. He's got a vote coming up August 11th. That's Tuesday against Jane Swigum and Paul Michael Weber for the Democratic nomination. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, bye-bye. You too. All right, we're gonna we're running late. Brad's Brad's doing the news. Scott's comment coming up next here, right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. I know a lot of you wanted to know about marijuana and where Brad stands on that. Not not a lot of you, but I didn't ask Jane that. Friday didn't get to 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 that with Brad either. Um, man, we can't even decide on masks. Are we really going to pass legislation for marijuana at this point? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. It's not even like I would really like to get specific answers though. And I I'll be honest. I, I feel like there was a lot of talking going on there. I don't know if he said a whole lot, but you can give me your opinions on, on, on what Brad Paff had to say as he runs against Jane Swiggum and Paul Michael Weber for the democratic nomination for the 32nd Senate seat in the state. Uh, let's see here. Who's calling number three is calling in number three. Go ahead. Number three. Yeah, that's you. That's me. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Okay, uh, last night you had a guy by the name of Eric on there talking. I, I've heard of him, yep. 
Okay. Anyway, I was looking up some of the stuff that he's written about, and I see where the they had a party or a meeting at Pope Park here Sunday or something last week. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it said the lacrosse mayor, Tim Cabot, on Sunday called on Gunnison Health Systems to forgive medical debt and stop the practice of sending medical debt to collection agencies. Okay? Yeah, I remember. I, I, I heard that, yep. All right. I don't think the mayor should be sticking his nose in Gunnison's business. Why is that? Well, for one thing, that isn't, I don't think, his job to start telling people how to run their business. He's an elected official. People in his dis- in his area, in his city, are, are being, you know, what what do you want to say, sued by, by the health care system? Well, here's the way I look at it. Gunderson's probably one of the biggest taxpayers in La Crosse. Employ about as many people as anybody else in La Crosse. And I don't think he should be telling these people how to run their business. I wouldn't want him to tell him Don, tell Donnie Zitwell how to run his business from Quick Trip. So, so he should just stay quiet on that issue. Just stay quiet. He's got no business sticking his nose in Gunderson's business. But what if it affects people in his city and he feels like they need to have a voice there? Well, Gunderson's got uh, plans where. If you got trouble paying your bills, they'll set you up on a payment plan. I'm sure Mayo Clinic's got the same thing. Okay. So the mayor shouldn't stick his, his nose into, into the things that are affecting the people in his city. Because, well, the, because the big businesses that make all the money uh, not, get to do yeah, what they want. I'm not they're making all the money. We, we're lucky we got two fine hospitals in La Crosse. There's a lot of health places around the country growing broke too. But don't you think those two fine hospitals are doing pretty well? And if they if they have to sue somebody for seven hundred dollars, you know maybe they maybe they can go at it, at that in a different way. Well, I imagine they took those people to court because they wouldn't uh, pay them anything. Right. I've been in business all my life. The mayor hasn't been in business on his own. He just spends my money and the people in La Crosse's money. There's a lot of difference to being spending your own money or somebody else's. All right, so he's looking out for the people in lacrosse who don't have money. God forbid. Well, now you're getting off the beaten path again now. But you're you're looking out for Gunderson and Mayo, and the mayor's trying to look out for people getting sued by Gunderson and Mayo. Well, I guess we all can be sued if we don't pay our bills. I have taken people to small claims court that didn't pay their bills, too. Sure. And I didn't need the mayor to tell me to do it. All right, but so the mayor's I, the mayor's I, taking a stand here. He's he's he's. Uh, is it so bad that he takes a stand? He could just be quiet and and you know be. He, he doesn't have to have an opinion on here. I, I feel like he shows some cojones by taking a stand for in one way or another. Well, when he comes to, to forgive medi- medical debt and stop the practice of trying to collect it, I don't think he has any business doing that. Well, what if he came out and said, these people need to be paying their bills, Gunderson and Mayo are doing great business here, and damn those people for not paying their bills. So oh, you wouldn't have to say that either, Rick. <laughs> As you get a little older, you'll understand life, Rick. All right, okay? well, I mean, as I get a little older, I'll probably have to go to the doctor more, and I probably won't be able to pay the bills. Let's be friends 
did not get into pissing matches. <laughs> well, right? I, that's fun, though. I kind of want to get in pissing matches once in a while. Okay, well, you, you shoot it from the hip the rest of the night without me now. Maybe Eric will call you. <laughs> well, I know that's going to happen. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, 608-785-7914. I'm having an argument with a uh, libertarian guy about a, about Tucker Carlson's show last night. Sorry I didn't watch it. Uh, I, I, I tried to read a little bit about George Floyd had fentanyl in his system, therefore a, a cop can sit on him until he dies. I, I guess it's kind of because he had fentanyl in his system, he was going to die anyway, right? Is that kind of what we're saying? Um, talking with Brad Paff before, uh, earlier in the show, and, and I did get a couple of texts. Uh, Phil Phil asked if Paff will get Lacrosse's Lacrosse Street, not Lacrosse's streets, specifically Lacrosse Street fixed before summer. Well, no, because Paff's not going to be uh, in the Senate until November, right? If he gets elected, so that wouldn't that wouldn't happen. But maybe next summer, Phil, we can ask him, right? We can ask him next summer if he'll get Lacrosse Street fixed. Uh, we could probably ask the Senate right now <laughs> to fix it. Is it so bad? I haven't been on Lacrosse Street. You just go slow, right? Let's, just deal with it. It's no big deal. Um, Rug texted in. Can't our state legislature put on masks and go back to work? Uh, he also he also texts in. It's hard to smoke a doobie with a mask on. Oh, I feel like they can't smoke doobies in the state legislature. I feel like that's part of the, part part of the problem. Man, we should just that would be funny if the, the if we passed recreational marijuana and then all the our government officials are smoking doobies all the time. 608-785-7914. Joe, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, you know, I'm not sure where Pat stands <clears throat> on marijuana, but you probably get a hell of a lot better use out of it if you smoke it instead of spit on it. But you know who's not getting sued for medical bills? You. Hiawatha. You know why? Because they use tried and true methods that are nature's healing sources out of the earth, like marijuana. I feel like Hi- Hiawatha, the statue? Yeah. Okay. It- Okay. He represents a time when people were healing themselves with stuff that came out of the ground instead of the government coming in and telling me it's illegal and, and and tossing me in the river and everything else and suing you for medical bills. So maybe we need to get back to a, a time that that statue stands for. So if somebody just came out and was like, "Hey, we're I'm I'm push I'm running for Senate. I'm pushing legalized marijuana." Is that is are you good there, or do you need other issues to be to be adhered to? I don't. It just seems so goofy with everything going on that we're still even talking about. It's a plant that grows on the ground. I mean, right. Pretty much any, anybody who's against it now has never tried it. Is you know the third of the population, the thirty-three percent of people who are still barking against it are people who it's probably never been offered to. But no I'm saying, but I'm saying, if any. that's if, oh. if obviously Brad didn't come on and campaign against. I mean, he would have brought it up. But if somebody, if somebody's, if that's their like goal to get into the government to make recreational marijuana legal, is that is that the issue that that flips it for you? You're going to vote for that no, person. For, for me, it was the way Trump talked about it. You know, all these people getting in and like Pass going to do. I've never heard anybody sound like Pass. You know, like so excited to get in for the lobbyists. Like he's just slobbering for lobbyist money. That's all I heard through that whole interview. Okay. So, all right. Uh, I got other calls to go. I don't know if he was slobbering for lobbyist money, but Eric Prospart is calling in. Eric, go ahead. Yes, uh, I had a couple things. First of all, when you get old and you can't afford to pay your medical bills, there's a word, a phrase for that. It's called piss poor planning. Number two, I hope that Quick Trips got their guard up because I think the mayor will be coming after them next after he went for a gunnison. 
Okay. Thanks, Eric. Piss poor planning. If you get a $50,000 medical bill, you should have planned, buddy. Meanwhile, we're bailing out corporations in the midst of a pandemic, right? Because because they had piss poor planning. Is that how that works? <laughs> Can't we just get the $600 checks if we're on unemployment? Uh, 608-785-7914. I don't know. Did I have any other texts? Uh, libertarian guy. I saw you were trying to call in. I, I, if you want to call in now, feel free. He, um, he, he did text in a couple of times. Uh, what does growing up and being from this area have to do with whether or not you can get her along with Republicans, as Brad Paff had touted earlier? Um, he, libertarian guy also said Brad had pretty words, but no answers. Um, and another text, he doesn't need to look at the tax code. He's familiar with it already um, in, in terms of uh, will, will Brad Paff try to lower taxes? I think Brad Paff said he's going to use utilize tax money smarter, maybe, as opposed to, he didn't really say he's going to lower taxes, so there wasn't any. But that's always the easiest thing to campaign on. If he came on here and said, I'm going to lower taxes, you'd all be like, you'd all roll your eyes into the back of your heads and fall out of your chair. All right. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. We'll be back in a minute. After this. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. A couple of minutes to go here. Uh, a couple of texts to read, but Libertarian guy is calling in. He's going to scold me. No, I'm just kidding. He's he, he's he wants to talk about what number three was talking about. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air. I would never. I would never scold you, Rick. And <laughs> right. I, yeah, I, I was done with the comment about the businesses. I just wanted to comment on, on Brad Paff. I recall going down to pay dutifully pay my property taxes several years ago, and he was there in the treasurer's office, and he, he quickly collected my money. So I was listening with interest to his ideas, and I, I didn't hear any ideas. He talked a lot about he wants to combat the virus. Well, so does everybody else. Yeah. He wants people to come together. Okay, what does he, that he, mean? He did say... He wants to move... He, he did wants say to wash move hands. Us forward. Okay. What what does that mean? He talked about values. Well, what values does he want to um want to promote? Um he wants to fix the roads. He wants to expand broadband. He wants to make schools better. Well, everybody wants that. I want specifics on how he's going to do that. Usually politicians they promise that and what they do is they just want to take more of your tax money. We're going to throw more money at the schools or throw more money to expand broadband and you know, that's not the answer. If he really wants to help us, he should lower our taxes. And when you asked him about that question, he just wants to look at it. Well, he well knows, because he has to pay taxes, too. Um, there, there's nothing to look at. He just needs to stop spending money if he were to be put in office. I, I will say bradpaff.com, P-F-A-F-F, bradpaff.com slash issues. So if you get past his homepage, of course, is a donate button. But then if you click issues, you, you might be able to get into yep. some of the specifics there on that. But he, you're right. He didn't come on and offer any specifics. Um, and maybe that's my fault in terms of I thought I, I tried to ask him a little bit of specifics on on what we do to combat the virus. But he said he went to hands washing and and, you know, social distancing. And I'm sick of hearing that. We already all know that. So, right. Um, yeah. Well, I, and, and that, and that's, and that's what I was reacting to. It's like, everybody knows that he doesn't have specifics, but you know, that becomes the issue. He wants to combat the virus. Well, again, everybody else does too. So he's not setting himself apart from anybody else. No, not here. He didn't, but I would say he knows he's got 15 minutes 
and maybe he just wants to talk as much as he can for that 15 minutes and not dive sure. into any one issue. He wants to be broad about it. So um, I, I totally okay. I totally felt the same way. But, yeah, thanks for the call. Got it. Sure thing. Um, yeah, I, I felt the same way. I thought he, I thought he, he kind of, he, he talked very broadly about things and coming together and all the things you want to hear from a politician or all the things you do hear from a politician, I should say, but maybe not, maybe not anything specific that, that you would be like, oh yeah, that's, that's where, you know, that's where I, I feel like Brad is, is going to represent me. But again, 15 minute window. I think Jane Swiggum had had a little bit more specifics, but we kind of went off on a tangent. We just kind of focused on one thing there on Friday. If you want to listen to that show, go to the Wisdom app and on their podcast, you got Mike Hayes' interviews on there. My 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 shows on there. If you want to listen to any of those, you know, over and over and over again, download them so that I get the download at least. At least do that. Um, I did get a couple other texts, uh, a couple of funny ones. Greg did say, because number three brought up the fact that the mayor had called out Gunderson on Sunday in a, in a statement. He, he wasn't there at a rally on Sunday in Riverside Park, but he called out Gunderson about medical debt. And uh, Greg, Greg text said, mayor, mayor going to forgive property taxes for those that don't pay them. So, yeah, that, that's, a, that's definitely funny, Greg. Uh, maybe he will. Maybe you should send him an email and ask if he's going to forgive your property taxes because you're in a situation where you can't pay property taxes. Maybe you lost your job. COVID took your job, right? I don't know. Maybe worth a try. You might have to prove it. Uh, Phil said if weed was legal, Mayo and Gunderson would be dispensing them. So there's that. God. Uh, tomorrow. Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham is going to join for most of the show. So I look forward to having a conversation there. Uh, we'll be back then. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Park Bank is one of Wisconsin's top SBA lenders. 